Hello, welcome to another episode of Face Your Fears with Jordan Spears, and I'm Jordan Spears. Tonight, we're going to talk about Phantasm V Ravager, which came out in 2016, and it has the honor, or dishonor, who knows, I haven't seen it, of uh, being the only Phantasm movie not directed by Don Coscarelli. He wrote it, but he did not uh, direct it. That goes to David Hartman. Not really sure. Let me see what else he has done. Okay, he's directed some stuff. 32 things. Phantasm Ravager is so far the only thing that looks like something that I would be uh, real into. Oh, okay. He did some some episodes of uh, Jackie Chan Adventures. That's really random. Oh, and some Godzilla the series. I remember that cartoon. Interesting. Well, David Hartman, we'll see what you do with the uh, the Phantasm franchise. I mean, you didn't write it, but directing is uh, equally important. Also, side note, before I dive into watching the movie, uh, Crypticon was amazing. Uh, I got to meet Joe Bob Briggs and let him know how influential and important he was and is to me, which was pretty sick. Got a photo with him. Got him to him and Darcy to sign some stuff. I met David Naughton from uh, American Werewolf in London, the main dude. Got him to uh, sign that and got a photo, which was super cool. He was a really nice guy. Um, I met Felissa Rose again. I met her in 2009 at the first ever Crypticon I went to. Uh, so it was cool seeing her again. And uh, she was in a great mood and she was super fun. Uh, and then we spent, uh, just way too much money. First convention in a long time, and, uh, Jamie and I really went all out. Uh, so now we gotta redecorate, like, the entire apartment and change all the art and stuff to get all the new stuff up and a whole bunch of the old stuff that we just still didn't have, uh, room for. So, you know, it's a work in progress. I'm excited. Uh, I also bought... The movie Vigilante, directed by uh, Michael Lustig of Maniac and Maniac Cop fame. Uh, it's got, what's his face, Robert Forrester in it and Fred Williamson, so I imagine it's probably going to be pretty sweet. Um, looking forward to watching that. Yeah, other than that, I guess let's get into the movie. All right. Phantasm Five Ravager. Or, you know, Ravager, Ravager, Phantasm Five. <laughs> All right, let's do it. All right, so I have done it. I watched Phantasm Five Ravager, and, uh, who? It's, uh, it's a movie. So I did enjoy the fact that everybody came back. So, like, Reggie Bannister's in it, Michael. A. Michael Baldwin, whatever his name is, Michael A. B. I don't know. Mike, he's back. Jody's back. Angus Grimm is back as the tall man. It's cool seeing all of them again because I I can't really think of many other movie series where they've kept like the con like consistent cast members through almost all of them. Angus Grimm and Reggie Bannister have been in all five, and then the other guys have been in I think four of the five. Uh, so pretty good. Also, it's just kind of interesting because, you know, 
whole series started in 1979, and this movie came out in 2016. So you can really uh, you can really see them age. It's kind of like when you watch the uh, the old Die Hard movies, and you get to like watch Bruce Willis's hairline recede as you watch each movie. It's kind of fun. So I liked seeing uh, everybody again. That was nice, uh, and it did not wrap the franchise up at all. Didn't even try to. It literally left it like super open. <laughs> I don't think they're going to make another one because unfortunately Angus Grimm passed away in 2016. You can't do another Phantasm movie without Angus Grimm because nobody else could be the tall man. He is the only one. And it was pretty sweet because he did get a very good moment uh, in this film where he went, boy, as he does. Uh, but it was just really good. He was a very good boy. <laughs> um, you know, other other than enjoying seeing people, though, like, ah, you could tell that this movie had, like, a non-existent budget, which is okay. You know, I can't, uh, I definitely can't fault anyone for not having, like, a hundred million dollars for their random indie horror movie. Well, it's not indie, because everybody, well, okay, it's... Outside of the horror world, this would be indie because not a whole lot of people know about Phantasm, even though everybody should know about Phantasm because it's really good. But I could see how they would have issues getting funding and everything to make it. But I don't know, just obviously filming it in like HD with like a little, I don't know, it wasn't a film camera, I think it was digital. And that made it look kind of weird because it's just a big jump from film to digital, especially when you're watching all of them back to back. You can really tell. Uh, and then there's just a lot of kind of bad CGI, which, you know, it's just a budget thing. If it had a bigger budget, this movie would have been incredibly ambitious, and it still is. Uh, they just didn't have the money to really flesh everything out and do... What they were trying to do, I suppose, because, yeah, just lots of CGI fire, and it was a fairly confusing movie. There was a lot of uh, dimension hopping and timeline jumping and all that stuff. Phantasm was doing multiverse things well before the Marvel Universe, in film at least. Marvel's been doing it forever, but, you know, well before Phantasm, but I'm just saying it. I want to cause controversy controversial opinion phantasm did multiverse first <laughs> i'm stirring the pot <laughs> but i digress there are some practical effects though you know there there was some some head drilling and the blood was real a lot of the spheres and stuff though were cgi there was a new kind of there was a few new spheres though which was kind of neat uh there was one that was red and just covered in spikes and so, like, it kind of looked like the the head of, like, a morning star. And it flew through the air. And it uh, stuck in a dude's head. And then it just blew up. So I guess that's what those ones do. They stick in your head and explode. And presumably, the spikes that are all over it fly everywhere. Because if that didn't happen, that'd be kind of ridiculous. There was a, a, some, like, giant spheres that were, like... Not planet-sized, but definitely small moon-sized. 
you know, maybe like, uh, I don't know, hard to, hard to figure out what I would compare it to. Well, actually, I know what I would compare it to, uh, but it's a really nerdy reference that would alienate my uh, listeners even more. Because basically, and ah, screw it, I'm just going to say it, because uh, this is my show and I say whatever I want. In DC Comics, there is like a crazy alternate future where all the heroes are dead and they've been like taken over by these wacky machines. Uh, and there's just this big floating like overseer. I don't remember what it's called, Brother Eye or something. But it's just a big black ball with like a red eye. Kind of looks like a knockoff Death Star. Uh, but it floats in the the sky and controls all of the uh, reanimated android heroes that are now villains. And the spheres in this are about that size. And they shoot lasers. Uh, which I don't think a sphere has done since the second movie. The second one definitely had some laser spheres. I don't think that they had that in the other ones, though. And I've watched them too quickly to have uh, to, to want to like rewatch them at least for a while. So that was kind of neat. A lot of the deaths and stuff were CG. Uh, dude took a sphere to the neck. That was kind of wacky. There's a horse. A horse got sphered, uh, which kind of bummed me out because like, hey man, just. Leave the animals out of it. That's, honestly, when I start doing Italian horror, that's going to be the thing that's like, ugh, I don't want to do it. I don't want to see animals be mistreated. And I know there's a, there's several Italian horror movies where that happens. So I'll just, you know, let everyone know up top on those. Like, hey, actual animal harm in these, so you uh, don't have to watch it if you uh, are not super on board with that kind of thing. Well, I mean... Hopefully nobody's on board with that kind of thing. If you're on board with that kind of thing and you're listening to my show, don't listen to my show anymore. I don't want people that, like, maim animals uh, listening to me. If you hunt, that's one thing. But if you're just, like, torturing animals, ah, I'm better off without you. Anyway, <laughs> going on tangents tonight. My brain is a little fried after the convention and stuff. So I'm just, I'm just rambling a little. Man, what was I talking about? <laughs> Who? Oh, that's right. I was talking about uh, the deaths in the movie. There's a decent chunk of them. Decent amount. You get some some classic uh, sphere kills and yeah, some some spheres to the neck. There's some exploding spheres. There's some dwarves that attack people. There's a lot of dwarf killing. At this point in the franchise, honestly, since like the second movie, Reggie is the main character, um, and so it jumps between. A reality, possibly it's either a reality or a dream or whatever. Phantasm's gonna phantasm, uh, where he's like in a nursing home and they're like, "Oh, you've got onset dementia, so maybe all of this isn't really happening and it's just him hallucinating." I don't know. Then there's another reality where he's like, it's almost post-apocalyptic, and he's met up with like Mike and and people and they're like fighting the tall man with. Lots of bad CGI uh, fire and backgrounds and stuff. So it jumps between those. I think they combine at one point, because at one point it jumps to like three days before the funeral at the start of the first Phantasm. And the tall man's talking about how he could like 
you know, if, if Reggie uh, just gives up Mike and all that, then uh, he would get his family back and nothing would have ever happened. So there, there is a lot of jumping around. Also, it was totally confirmed in this one. There was some lore that was uh, expanded upon where the tall man's like, hey, there is tens of thousands of copies of me and they're all ready to go. So I can't be killed. And uh, I've kind of thought that was the case since, like, the third movie. Just because, yeah, he, he literally, in the third one, picked up his corpse from the second one and just threw it away. So I imagine there had to be multiple uh, tall men. So that was interesting. I, I do like that they did that. And Angus Scram was super dope. Uh, I know I've said that, but I cannot overstate how sweet Angus Scrim was as the tall man and Reggie is great uh, as a character as well he just I don't know he's really really likable he's he's kind of like Ash with uh, from Evil Dead with uh, less one-liners so you know if you're into that then check out Phantasm and there's a quad barrel shotgun so that's pretty sweet and there's chainsaw fights so like if you're into Evil Dead you're probably gonna enjoy Phantasm uh, it's just like the the crazy uh, dimension hopping uh, stoner version of Evil Dead, I suppose. <laughs> I guess overall, I would have to say this is probably my least favorite Phantasm movie. But it really is one of those things where if you're watching all the Phantasm movies, there's no reason not to watch this one. Uh, it's not great, but it's, it's, it's not the worst movie I've seen by far, uh, cause I own Pinata Survival Island, uh, among other movies. And, uh, so I'm just saying I've seen way worse than Phantasm 5 Ravager. And it, it honestly did look like everybody had a really good time making it. I can't fault people much for that. Overall, I would say, let's see, what would my ranking be? Two... One, three, no, two, one, four, three, five. Yeah, that sounds about right. That's how I'll rank uh, the Phantasm movies. Why not? Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like the theme of this series overall, if I can theorize, is uh, I feel like this whole series is just about like grief and not wanting to let go of your friends or family that pass away. Because, like, the whole franchise is just Reggie going after his friends that are taken by the tall man, who is pretty much a literal embodiment of death. Uh, he hangs out in graveyards and makes use of the dead bodies uh, and all that. So it really does seem like it's, it's just uh, it's Reggie uh, fighting against death on behalf of his friends because he doesn't want them to uh, to go. That's kind of what I'm getting out of it after having watched the entire franchise. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Check them out, man. Or woman. They're cool. Other than that, trying to think uh, on the Instagram that I made for this podcast which you can find if you use the initials of the podcast and search for that uh i think i might start throwing up like pictures of like the dvds and stuff that i get like little little hogs on there and then what else am i gonna do if you're listening to this because you got a flyer at crypticon that's super dope i'm into it what else uh 
I'm just happy that you guys are all listening. That's that's really uh, what it comes down to. I'm just super stoked that some of you guys want to hear me talk about random horror movies because I will do that anyway. But it's cool that I uh, I get to do it with a bunch of people that I've never met and several of you that I have, hopefully, unless all my friends are lying to me about listening to this, which, you know, who knows? But yeah, no, it's uh, it just... It's nice. It's cool, man. It's cool. Uh, as of putting this out, uh, I'm about to hit 200 downloads, which is really neat. That's, uh, I don't know if that's good or bad. I have no idea how podcasts work, but it's cool to me because I thought that I'd get like three listens an episode and one of them would be Jamie and then the other ones would be like friends that I bribe into checking, uh, having them check out the podcast. So, yeah, it's just uh, it's neat. I appreciate it. I appreciate all of you. I hope that you have a great week. And I'm going to do a couple of one-off episodes to do a little palate cleanse before I get into the Aliens and Predator franchise. Because that's like 12 movies. Uh, So I'm probably going to cover... I don't know. I don't want to do Italian horror yet. Because I kind of want to like collect them. Like I want to get like a collection of them. So then I can knock them out. uh, And just be as confused as I was watching all the Phantasm movies. I need like some straightforward movies. That's what I need. I need like, alright. There's a bad guy. He's killing people. That's it. That's the plot. I need something straightforward like that so I don't have to uh, think too hard for a couple weeks. Uh, So we'll see what I come up with. I have a bajillion movies, uh, and I haven't seen a chunk of the movies that I own because I'll be like, well, that's a cool cover. I'll just buy it. Or I'll hear that it's a cool movie, and I'll buy it. So that's what happens when you collect too many things. Uh, But yeah, man. Or woman, whoever, you, listener. Stay safe in these uh, crazy COVID times. Have a good week. Have a good uh, year. Have a good everything. Just uh, have a good life. And uh, watch horror movies. Alright, I will talk to you all later.